This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. What a game and what a goal. Hello, I'm your host Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to look back on Liverpool's 1-1 draw at title rivals Chelsea. It looked like the Reds were heading for a second defeat to Chelsea in the space of four days after Eden Hazard, the match winner in the Carabao Cup tie between the sides in midweek, opened the scoring. But a quite superb strike from Daniel Sturridge a minute from the end of normal time earned Liverpool a richly deserved draw. As always, we have the views from the press box, the stands and the dugout in this podcast. It kicks off with the thoughts of our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce. You then hear from Reds fans Sam Planch, Mark Baker, Alex Watt and a debutant on this show, cop season ticket holder Matt Whitty. And the podcast rounds off with audio from Jurgen Klopp's top table press conference that took place after the match. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, Liverpool's winning start to the Premier League season is over, but you wouldn't have known it, judging by the scenes of absolute elation in the away end just after the final whistle. Daniel Sturridge's dramatic late strike ensuring that Liverpool left Stamford Bridge with a share of the spoils. And in truth, that was the least they deserved from uh, an absolutely enthralling game between two top-class teams. Klopp's side outplayed Chelsea for long periods. They created some some fantastic chances. You know, the frustration was they were wasteful in the final third but you know uh, this, the never-say-die spirit that we've seen so many times under Klopp came to the fore once again. They kept going, they kept plugging away, they gave everything to try and uh, get themselves back into it after Eden Hazard's first-half opener. And uh, finally, that pressure p- uh, told. Sturridge had only been on the field for three minutes. The seconds were ticking away when he picked up the ball uh, 25 yards out. Very little looked on, in truth but uh, Sturridge only had one thing on his mind and he whipped an unstoppable 25-yarder beyond Kepper, who was only a yard or so off his line, but uh, dipped beautifully into the top corner. And then, you know, the bench erupted uh, beneath us. So did the away end. Sturridge mobbed by his teammates. Very few players in, in world football are capable of producing a moment of magic quite like that. And, you know, it's, it's just great to see because, what was it, four months ago, Sturridge's Liverpool career effectively looked over um, you know he'd had that miserable loan spell at West Brom who ended up getting relegated he couldn't make a contribution there because of injuries and, and you felt like it, there was going to be a parting of the ways but to his immense credit you know rather than throwing the towel he knuckled down he worked so hard to get himself fit over the summer we saw in pre-season you know how he looked leaner and, and stronger and hungrier and we've certainly seen that in the opening uh, stages of this season you know he's, he's now Liverpool's joint top scorer with four goals and um, you know when you think he's only started two out of the nine matches so far, you know that uh, that is some achievement, and he's just a fantastic option to bring off the bench. And I think tonight kind of showed as well the the depth that Klopp's got because you know he, he brought on Sturridge, he brought on Keita as well, and Shakiri, and they certainly made a difference because um, you know Liverpool needed a bit of impetus in the last 15, 20 minutes, and those substitutes really gave it to them. I think you know apart from Sturridge, you'd have to give a lot of credit to Alison Becker tonight. I thought that was by far and away his best performance of the season so far. Two massive saves, the one from William in the first half and then the one from Hazard in the second half, which would have killed the game off. Um, you know, Alisson showing why Klopp broke the bank 
and was was so determined to secure his services from Roma in the summer. And uh, you know, I think also you've got to give big credit to Virgil Van Dijk playing through the pain barrier. What a warrior he is! Um, showed again, you know, just how how important he is to marshalling that back line. And Joe Gomez, you know, he just goes from strength to strength. I think I thought Gomez was sensational tonight. Um, that defensive double act so important to Liverpool. And uh, you know they put so much into that game. You know, they went behind against the run of play with that Hazard goal in the first half. It was a slick counter attack. Although I think Liverpool will be cursing the fact that they they kind of lack a concentration, really not not tracking uh, Hazard's run. But to their credit, and they responded so well. Um, you know it certainly wasn't Mo Salah's night on his return to Stamford Bridge. Um, that's probably the one of the, one one worry is you know that ongoing issue that looks to be with his confidence at the moment. You know some some big chances that you'd have, you'd have expected him to do better with. You know, it was interesting that he was the first one taken off when Klopp was looking to ring the changes. But you know uh, this was a night thankfully when others stepped up. So you know Liverpool are going to need to be more clinical. There's no doubt about that. But you know this. This felt like a, a big result for the club. One of those, it was a draw that certainly felt like a victory when you when you leave it so late like that. And you know, it would have been a, a really bitter pill to swallow to, to take nothing from it, especially going into such a crunch week with Napoli away in the Champions League and then Manchester City visiting Anfield uh, next Sunday. But as it is, momentum maintained uh, in the Premier League. Uh, Liverpool only now second to, to Manchester City on goal difference, but... You know, I think uh, on the basis of what we saw here tonight, I think this this was a performance and a result which enhanced rather than damaged Liverpool's title credentials. And they've already gone to Wembley and won. They've come here and outplayed Chelsea for periods and left with a hard-earned point. And all of that bodes incredibly well for uh, the challenges to come. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. OK, so Chelsea away in the league, Stamford Bridge. Um, always a tough place to go. You know, before the game, I think I said on the radio, you know, basically I'd settle for a point. But I don't like saying that because you, you, you want to win every game. But I just think in, in the context of it that, I, that I'd settle for that. But then it all, then you start saying we'd have to beat City then and all that. But the way the game panned out, I thought we edged it. I thought we were the better team. Um, it was, you know, it was close. Chelsea did have chances as well. We had a lot more of the situations and. You know, I was I was totting them up, and you know, Shakiri had a great chance, and the the Chelsea goalie made a a, a world class save from uh, from Manny Salah had numerous scenarios, and he he was off the pace. I mean, it wasn't a lack of effort; it was definitely effort there. It was just a technique, and I, th- I think Klopp was was correct to hook him, to be honest with you, for that reason. You know, we all have bad days. Um, you know, we all have bad days in in, in life and in, in work and everything, and. And you know you'd have good and bad where things don't don't come off, and what you've got to do is just is just um, go again next time, and that's what I just want Salah to do. You know, forget about that game, go on to the next one. We know he's got the ability, and there you go. But I thought Firmino was a bit, you know, he hasn't really got going this season either. I think like I can believe the best performances when he came came on against PSG and got the winner, but he wasn't his usual self. I don't think he he was doing all his. Um, is pressing and stuff like that, but you know what? We were really, really controlled. Uh, played really well. We've played a lot worse than that and won games. It was, you know, it was probably the best performance, um, and we only got a point. But there's still, as I always say, there was still loads of improvements to be made. I don't agree with the three in mid centre midfield of Anderson, Milner, 
and Genie Wijnaldum. I don't agree with it. You know, you know what you're going to get out of them and you're going to get a load of work and you're going to get um, exactly what, what's on the tin. But not no dynamic at all. No no dynamics from the midfield and nothing where someone can beat a few men, thread the ball and all that. And, and, and when you're in these tight games, you need something like that coming through. And okay, Coutinho used to do all that, but it doesn't even have to be a Coutinho. But I, the thing that's frustrating for me, I think we've got the player at the club. I think Kaita can do it. And I know he's got to settle in and everything. But even when he came on, it was a couple of runs he done there and a couple of balls he done. That I just don't think the other three can do, and not a criticism of them. At the three, Anderson, Milner, and Genie, they, they give their all. But Keith has got to start figuring now for me, because he's different to the others, and he's got more ability, natural ability. Milner's been phenomenal. I thought Anderson done all right, and he got brought off. <clears throat> Genie's always this, you know, neat and tidy. People saying all that. After I keep saying it, I don't think that that does enough, and. You get a load of heads and, and, and they'll say, oh, he's great, he does this and he does that and he, he does the other. He's not a bad player, don't get me wrong, but I just don't think, if we're going to have this kick on, I don't think he's playing every week. He, if he's going to be in the squad, he's going to be in the squad. I don't think he does enough generally in a game. He's always going back and side, back and side, back and side. And if you're going to do that, you've got Henderson, Milner and Genie who would all like to do that. And it's, you, you only have one of them, maybe two of them. And, and, and you know that's what we've got to what we've got to start changing. Danny Sturridge there, you know what I said in the week, his general play was poor, but he scored a goal, missed some chances. That was a phenomenal goal. Let's make no mistake about it. And he had one in midweek against Chelsea at Anfield, which hit the bar, like very similar effort. This one flew in inch perfect, and he's got that quality. He, his general play is in there, but my argument is if Firmino's not doing the stuff he's good at doing, like the pressing and the teamwork then Sturridge is a better uh, goal-getter than him. But you know what? That's not against Firmino. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's key to what we do. But it's great to have now a scenario where we have got Sturridge off the bench. But by the way, Sturridge is better off the bench than he is starting. Because I think now, it looks like to me the training regime that Liverpool must have Sturridge on. I don't know this. This is just what I'm assuming. It's that he's building his muscles to stay fit rather than... It, what he used to be, he was a bit more explosive. And you see in the other night, there was two or three balls that he didn't go for. And Michael Owen was similar when he was going on in his career where at the start, he'd, 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 he'd go back straight onto a ball, loads of pace and everything. Now Sturridge hasn't got that pace, but he has got some natural ability. So I think we're just best using him off the bench like we did today or if we're struggling at Anfield when to send men behind the ball against teams and stuff like that. It is about the squad. But, you know, overall, uh, you're seeing a difference. Allison made a couple of cracking saves. Um, you know, seeing a difference in the week. The back four is just far better than the one in the week. Um, you know, when you've got the likes of Van Dijk, Gomez is coming on leaps and bounds, and, and Andy Robbo and Trent are, are cracking young fullbacks. And, you know, the, the team in the week, in, in comparison with your Menenos and your Mignolets, they just need to go They need to go down a swan. You know, we need to forget about them because... You know, I said this last time, but overall, at the settled before, and but part of me thinks we we, we could have, we could have easily nicked that with, with the, the overall chances and scenarios we had. Now, though, you know the next big game, Napoli, in the Champions League, with beating PSG, you could say you know we we could get a draw there, but you want to go and win. City's the big one. Listen, we need to win it. Um, a draw wouldn't be a bad result, but we we just cannot get beat.
against them. Um, that that really would be a blow. But any other result, a draw or a win against City, and, and we're still right in the mix. Just to close on, what I want to say as well is um, how great it is now with Klopp to watch. You know, every week we're in the game. We're a proper team now. And, you know, the poor fans don't know what I mean by that in the sense that, you know, years ago we used to cave and have a couple of games and then cave in or put put random um, abject performances in away from home and stuff like that. You know, this team, though, though, you know, nobody can improve and stuff like that, but they'll never give up. They'll give anyone a game. Got loads of ability, and it's great to watch. And Klopp's just, you know, he's galvanised the whole club, and we've said that loads of times, but it's great to see because, you know, people have got short memories when he joined. We we, we were in disarray, and, you know, we've just got to remember that, but the big games are coming thick and fast, and you know when you're a good side and when, you, when you're on the march, when you're a good club. You've got these games coming thick and fast, massive ones, you know. And it, it's we've got to embrace it, and, and, we, and we've got to give it loads and, and give our all for every game. So, you know, let's hope we do. And the next one's only down the corner. And, um, you know, it's great to see, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it already. So, you know, it's all positive, boys. Mark Baker commenting on the Chelsea versus Liverpool game at Stamford Bridge. So... In my opinion, the the best performance of Liverpool's season in the opening 45 minutes, um, albeit going in a goal to nil down from a fantastic player and what was a fantastic move by Chelsea. The only opportunity really that Chelsea had within the first half in which they were able to cut through Liverpool with magnificent pieces of play in midfield and ultimately, although it was quite a scuffed shot from Hazard, the the ultimate finish, um, brilliant move. and Liverpool were cut open, but in general, Liverpool's play, they were fantastic for me. Um, In possession, I felt they were able to cut through Chelsea um, after winning the ball back. And they were able to win the ball back because the positions and the pressure they applied to to the ball and the opposition player receiving and their angles to engage with Chelsea's players and cut off passing lanes was absolutely top draw. They were able to turn over the ball at will, camp Liverpool, uh, Chelsea for the most part in their own territory, not allow a Chelsea side under Maurizio Sarri, who've dominated every game of football they've played so far this season, and Jorginho in particular, who's been able to get on the ball and dictate the, the, the course of the game from a deep area. The backtracking of Liverpool's players, especially Roberto Firmino, never allowed that to happen. Chelsea couldn't construct the game from that area and ultimately Liverpool were able to win back possession and then some of the the actual link up when Liverpool were on the ball to get into advantageous areas was really really good however the final pass the final decision whether that be the accuracy of the pass the weight of the pass or the final pass selection was lacking and it has been in some games for Liverpool this season and it's a frustration because so much of Liverpool's good play has been undone by that final moment if you like of quality that they were looking for but in terms of how they went about setting about Chelsea and their engagement tactics and how they they set out to stop that build up and destabilise that build up from Chelsea's deep area was was for me a uh, coaching match masterclass in the first half. Um and very I'm always one to look at the, the whole picture rather than saying, okay, Liverpool have gone in a goal down. The actual performance was worth a lot more than that. 
um, and sends out a clear message to me about how Liverpool are progressing under Klopp that they can they can go to a Chelsea side who are a very good side with very good players and play like that for a period of time. Then we went in through the, the second half and the second half played out a, a lot like the Chelsea game at Stamford Bridge last season, really. It reminded me a lot of it. Liverpool having the ball for the most part. Chelsea happy to soak up pressure. Find one or two openings on a counter-attack, which is always going to happen when Liverpool are chasing the game. But ultimately, Liverpool never looked like scoring for me in the in the second half when they were they given the ball by Chelsea. Chelsea had adopted tactics that they dropped slightly deeper, the narrow the gaps that were evident in the first half that Liverpool were able to play through. They were getting Salah, Firmino, Vinaldum in pockets of space in the first half, able to turn and and link up and combine in that final third. In the second half, Liverpool weren't able to do that. Chelsea closed the gaps. The angles and distances were better in their midfield. And Liverpool were handed the ball and and asked the question, what, what can you do? Can you create? And I feel like I've mentioned this a lot, but if Felipe Coutinho was in Liverpool's midfield as part of that midfield three as a creator, I have absolutely no doubt Liverpool would push Manchester City all the way for the league title. Without him, I don't see it personally. I think Manchester City will have too much. I think it is the one area in which Liverpool are inferior by a, a great degree. And it is your David Silvers, your De Bruyne's, people who can, who've got that skeleton key, can pick a lock when the team are, are tasked with breaking down a low block defence, if you like, in compact, narrow, narrow opposition. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Liverpool, for me, never looked like hating Chelsea at that, that spell in the second half. I mean, you can point to the Shaqiri chance, albeit a slip by Aspilicueta. Um, and I know Milner clip one up to the back post for Firmino. But it never looked like Liverpool had that ingenuity, that imagination of a player who was going to do the unexpected and and find the, the moving targets that Liverpool have in the forward line by playing the exact right pass at the exact right time. Uh, if Coutinho would have been there, Liverpool have that, and I just think it would have been so much more weapon to their armoury. And I think it's something to watch for going forward. However, Liverpool ended up getting a point out of the game with a, a piece of genius, really, from Daniel Sturridge. And it got me to think... I mean, personally, I'm always a big a critic of goalkeepers, and I think Kepa could have moved his feet uh, a lot quicker and travelled across his goal, but a fantastic opportune strike from Sturridge, and it's one I've seen him try very often, and it's one sometimes you see him try from the edge of the box, especially when you're in good areas, and you think, why have you took it on? But fortunately for Liverpool on this case, he's found the absolute corner of the goal mouth, and in the goal, if you like, and at the top of the net, and, and, and got Liverpool a point out the game. And it got me to thinking about storage, and I wanted to touch on storage a bit. So, obviously, in the, the fable title from Liverpool, when uh, they went so close, 13 14, was it? I'm losing track of the years now, but storage was fantastic. And I think one of the, the, the word I'd use to describe him was sharp. Everything about his game was sharp, from the way he controlled the ball when it, it came into him to receive, his ability to turn opponents in tight spaces, manipulate the ball in them tight spaces. If he was one on one with a player, he backed them into the penalty area. He's eliminate them 1v1. Always had a, a, a little shift in his locker, even with no backlift to get a shot off. And that was Sturridge. He, he was sharp in every sense. 
Uh, obviously played alongside Luis Suarez, who's the best striker in world football, has been for a long time, best number nine. But since then, uh, listen, it's been well documented, you don't need me to tell you, that Daniel Sturridge has suffered with multiple injury problems, never had a run of games, and he play, really, the last couple of years have been cameo roles, whether he's played the odd couple of games, been in for a few, out for a few, and he'd lost that sharpness. He was a... Uh, he never looked the player like he, he was, a shadow of the player, really. Um, when the ball was coming in to him, I don't think he offered much to the game at all. He remained a predator and had them predatory instincts when the ball came into the penalty area. But in the modern game, you've got to be so much more than that if you're going to play for the top team as a centre-forward. And I think no-one epitomises that more than Roberto Firmino. I mean, some of the stuff in the link-up, even today at Chelsea, was absolutely fantastic as awareness of people, people around him. And what he brings to the game, other than just goals, and Sturridge, for me, have become just a box player, a player that's capable of getting a goal, and but ultimately offering nothing else to the team in terms of bringing others in, build-up, uh, runs in behind. He was very much become the kind of player that doesn't exist in the modern game in, in a top Premier League side. So you think about, uh, in years gone by, you think about some of the great partnerships in the 90s, even Sutton Shearer, Collymore Fowler for a spell at Liverpool, there was Ferdinand Shearer at Newcastle. Uh, many examples of partnerships. Now, that, that's gone out of the modern game. It, it's very rare you see a partnership in terms of a frontman partnership. You think about number nines now. They have to be able to do everything in the game. They have to be able to come short, bring others in, running behind, score goals. Luis Suarez, the best example. What can he do? He can do all of them. If you want to get into a fight with him as well, he, you know, he'll outmuscle you. He offers so much. And Sturridge, Sturridge simply hadn't over the last few years. And since a full pre-season's come under his belt this year, I do watch, see a certain sharpness returning to his game, uh, Sturridge. And I think it's it's something that he is definitely a live option for Liverpool now in terms of what he can bring to the side. Now, ultimately, with Firmino in the side, what kind of role he's going to have is is going to be interesting because still I don't see where he gets regular time on the field but when he is coming onto the field now he is actually offering a lot more so the ball is sticking he is able to make them runs in behind he just looks sharper in all his game now still nowhere near the player we knew however someone who can offer something and just touching again there on on what the, the modern centre forward involves now Fernando Torres played for Liverpool and I was never a, a massive fan of Torres and People used to come up to me and say, how can you not rate him? Because I used to write the things for the paper and stuff. And I said, the reason I don't rate him is, what does he bring to the game other than goals? And if people look at him as just a clinical goal scorer, listen, he had a fantastic spell at Liverpool in terms of goals. But his all-round game was very poor. His awareness of people around him, he was very much a player who just scored goals. Now, everyone asks what happened to him when he went to Chelsea. Well, actually, nothing happened to him in terms of his all-round game. The only thing that happened to him was he stopped scoring goals. And... It epitomised really the fact of what I look for in the modern striker, and I think the the player profile of what you have to have to play uh, for the top sides in the modern game. Sturridge very much had it, lost it, but he's showing straight that he's got some of that ability back to be able to offer more. Do I think he'd be a regular starter? Absolutely no, no chance in my opinion with Firmino at the club. However, if he plays like he is, He'll be a massive plus for Liverpool and he's produced a massive boost for Liverpool in getting a point out of today because if they've got nothing out of two games out of playing the way they have for the most part, apart from the first Thursday in the Cup, then that would have been a major disappointment for Liverpool. So, good points.
And I think if you'd have offered Liverpool that before the game, they'd have probably took it. As the game pans out, I think Liverpool were the better side. And ultimately, with the areas they got into on the field and didn't make the most of them opportunities, I think part of them are going disappointed. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line and Daniel Sturridge. Uh, what a man. Love that guy. What a goal. Um, I mean, we needed something like that, to be honest, because it was starting to feel today like it was just going to be one of those days we were just struggling to break through that Chelsea back line and they cleared the ball off the line twice. It felt like nothing was going to come on for us. And then Daniel Sturridge pops up with an absolute wonder strike. Um I guess it shows the level of the squad we have as well to be able to bring on a striker of Sturridge's quality and, you know, players like Shakiri and Keita came on too. I mean, it's a game changer. It's a different feel this season. And yeah, we were not anywhere near our best today, but we've come away with a point and still unbeaten. Um, and it kind of feels like a win in a way because of, you know, getting that goal late on when it just looked like nothing was going to come off for us. Um and yeah, if we're considering both Liverpool and Chelsea as title contenders, then this is a big, big result for us. Um, and obviously we've got Man City next, so depending on what happens there, things are going to get very interesting indeed. I mean, in terms of the game as a whole, it was a cracking game of football. I mean, for the neutral, it must have been a tremendous watch. It was just worrying that it just didn't seem like we were going to break through. I mean... For whatever reason, the midfield for Liverpool, it just didn't seem to quite work today. I know they've played a lot of football. Um, I feel like Cater probably should have started the game because he, as soon as he came on, he added something a bit more dynamic. But Chelsea were so well organised at the back, you have to give it to them. Um, it was just so hard for our front three to break through them. They were a little bit sloppy at times as well today, but... We were certainly creating the chances, we just couldn't put it away. Like I said earlier, the the fact that they cleared two off the line, I mean, what can he do? Sometimes it's just one of those days. But yeah, we've come out of it with a positive result. We've got, you know, Napoli midweek and then we've got Man City. So we've just got to keep it, keep the performances going, hopefully take it up a level. And I'm sure the front three will, will come out fighting again midweek. And really the main thing is with my wife being a Chelsea supporter, a point of peace means that there'll be it'll be a peaceful one in our home tonight. Um yeah, I mean on that we've we've actually got our own podcast. Um she's a, a Chelsea supporter and a football journalist. I'm a Liverpool supporter. So it'll be an entertaining chat. We'll have a new show coming out on Monday looking at this game. Plus, we'll probably be laughing at Man United's performance a little bit, uh, and unpacking the Madrid derby as well. So yeah, please do check us out. Uh, it's called Did It Cross the Line. You can follow us on Twitter at Did It Cross. Uh, the podcast is on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And yeah, hopefully we can smash Napoli midweek, uh, beat City at the weekend. And yeah, hopefully Storage keeps scoring goals like that. Cheers. Hi, it's Matt, a cop season ticket holder. Um, obviously delighted overall with the results today, getting the uh, one-all uh, against Chelsea away. You can't be disappointed with that kind of uh, result. And I thought the performance overall was good. Um, I thought we kept choosing the right things under pressure, even if it didn't always come off. Um, and it was nice to sort of see um, uh, Alisson and the back line sort of getting the uh, the balance right generally between playing it out from the back, even when they were under pressure and getting it forward to the front three. 
even if Chelsea at times um, managed to to deal with the with the longer ball um, for for much of the game. But I thought even you know uh, un, uh, under pressure we were we were making the right choices. Um, and I think also you know given the uh, the goal we conceded, which uh, you know you got to take your hat off to Eden Hazard. Who's a who's a phenomenal player? It was a it was a lovely touch in the middle with the back heel, and Kovacic with the through ball uh, sort of split the defence open, and a good finish. I thought uh, you know that I, I didn't really think there was a great deal that that Alison Becker could have done with that finish. I just thought it was a a good finish from a from a world class player, and I think after that it would have been very easy for uh, for us to let our heads drop, um, especially after losing at home to them in the uh, in the Carabao Cup uh, in midweek but uh, we didn't and we kept going and uh, yeah and I think uh, you know we, we continued uh, you know we continued to cause some problems I thought uh, nothing quite came off for the uh, for the front three I thought uh, you know they all worked their socks off I thought Salah you know worked really hard um, Got into got into space a few times, uh, but he, he tended to have to pick the ball up perhaps a bit wider than he has than uh, against other teams. Um, Firmino again, just a little interplay that we sort of have come to expect from him. You know, didn't didn't quite come off, and uh, Mane again, just just a little bit, a little bit of an off day. I thought you know the uh, it was a it was a great save from uh, Kepper from Mane. Uh, when he was uh, dribbled through a couple of players in the box, and uh, he saved it down to his down to his right, and another day that goes in, and then we're sort of one-one with uh, with um, you know with uh, you know with you know with with a lot, a lot more to play, and uh, yeah, what what can you say about Daniel Sturridge? I mean, it's just a it's just a delight for for Reds fans to see him uh, come on and you know really really kick on this season. I think most of us, myself included, thought that his his time was done, but uh, I think if you'd have if you'd have asked most. Most play, uh, most uh, most supporters during the summer. Who you know, what kind of a backup striker are you looking for? I think uh, most people would have been describing, you know, a Sturridge kind of player. You know, that has got the uh, he's got the experience, he's got the finishing ability, he's got that uh, the, the 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 quick feet and the ability to link up with the uh, the other players that play across our front three, and has got the intelligence. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just you know it was just obviously a wonder strike, um, you know you know certainly one of his best goals for us if not if not the best and uh, yeah couldn't have come at a better time, and uh, yeah delighted with the one all would have definitely taken that at uh, at the at uh, at the beginning and uh, yeah can't wait for Napoli bring it on. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I have to say we deserve the point. Of course we deserve the point. We would have deserved to win. But it's all good with the, with the, with the, with the result. Both teams deserve a point. That's good. We, we only had more chances. And that's how it is. We had already more chances on, on Wednesday. But Chelsea is a, is a super team. And um, so it's quite difficult and um, to play them. But I thought we did, you know, we did it in a really impressive way, to be honest. And Sturridge, I mean, he's, he's had a hell of a sort of four years, but this was a moment that reminded everyone what a good player he is. Yeah, it's, it's, that, it's that tight sometimes. He had four, three days ago, he had already a similar situation, hit a crossbar, that, that reminded nobody then, obviously. He is a fantastic football player and he had a full pre-season and um, is in the shape, in the best shape, since I know him, as easy as that. And um, 
simple as that. So it's really, it's really cool. It's really cool. I'm really happy for him. Uh, uh, he works hard. He's, a, he's, a, he's a, just a good, a good lad. That's how it is. When he came in the dressing room after probably 20 interviews or so, and then uh, it was pretty loud. Boys were uh, all happy for him because he really is in a good moment. Disappointed? I'm not sure. And that's how football is, how life is. Really, a good football team, and obviously we are a good football team, creates chances. Yeah, and sometimes you use them, and sometimes you miss. That's how it is. But as long as you're good, we're always closer to score next time than not to have some anymore. Because we are in this moment, we play good football. Come on, I as well spoke a lot about Chelsea and how good they play, and they play good. But we defended it brilliant, to be honest. And and we played good football as well. And coming in these situations in the box um, is really not simple against uh, a, a quality side like Chelsea. And we still did it. And felt like seven, six, seven times we had big chances, which we used already in, in other in other moments. So I'm I'm completely fine. Really, we want us to I want us to respond. I want us to react. I want us to perform. Um, in all the games, and I saw today a really good performance of my side in a difficult, difficult game after we lost on Wednesday against them. And um, we gave them one proper chance, they used it, and we didn't use ours. That's how life is, but as long as we play like that tonight, we will win football games, and it's good. Was it tactical taking off uh, Salah on 66? Changes if nobody's injured, they're always tactical. He was not injured. No. But if I, I know already, I'll make a fuss of that. But that's football, had to. and he had, um, he, he. It was not most best game of his career, 100%. But coming in a game like this, constantly in situations like he comes in, that makes a world-class player. So, and then you, 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 know, you, you fail, you miss, whatever that happens, and um, no problem with that. How I said, um, but I want him to that he wants to be decisive, that he wants to score in these situations. But you could really see the first ball, he missed a bit. It was not the right position. Ball, foot was not exactly the right. Um, and the next ball, he passed in a, in a situation. Oh, why? He could have shot, uh, finished again. And again, then another shot. It's the things that happen, man. So you don't, it's like bicycle. You um, ride a bike. You, you don't, it's not that you wake up in the morning and you cannot finish anymore or cannot ride a bike anymore. So that's, that's how it is. It's only you need to work for these moments when it's clicking and that's, um, that's the period he's in. No problem with that. So, all good. Last question, guys, for you. You've got a much stronger, it feels you've got a much stronger bench when you're chasing a game like this. As long as they, as long as the boys are fit, we have. And we have still good boys that are not even in the squad. So that, that in a moment, that, 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 I said, not too nice for the boys, but good times for us. Hopefully, it stays like this. Then we are prepared for a for a hard fight. If not, then it's a bit more difficult. So, but um, um, I really like the game today. Come on, so that's how football should be. Eh? You're not one nil, and then one team controls the game, and the other one doesn't want to attack. So that was really a big race for both, and I, I love that. And so, let's go home and recover and fly to Napoli. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.